Hey friends, I'm Renee. And I'm Anna. And you're listening to Fanger Happy Hour, Question Thursday edition. But wait, what happened to Question Tuesday? Okay, you might be confused about where Question Tuesday is, but if you're listening to this, then you know on Tuesday we had a very special announcement and episode about the Hugo Awards. That's right. Hello, Anna, two-time Hugo nominee. Hello, Renee, two-time Hugo nominee. It's nice to see you here. How you doing? I'm doing pretty great. It's pretty exciting. So we're here to answer some questions that have nothing to do with the Hugos, but we thought we would brag just a little bit anyway. This will probably happen a few times, so... Or, you know, until the end of time. (laughs) First, I have a quick follow-up about a recent debate we had on whether cheesecake was a pie or a cake. Like, a lot of people have come at me going, pie has a lid. And this blew my mind, Anna. I was a little thrown. I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Pie has a lid. It does. It has. No. It's covered. It's closed. No, it's not. There's tons of pies that aren't closed. Pumpkin pie is not closed. Chess pie is not closed. But chess pie is like, it's according to you and the internet, it's butter and sugar. That's not a pie. That's a pie. Or a cake. It's actually just two ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pie. And also pumpkin pie. I know a lot of people are going to be like, wait, don't you put like whipped cream? Who puts whipped cream on their pie? Like, that's gross. Who's going to put whipped cream on a pumpkin pie? Why are you going to do that? That's not right. I never had, I never had pumpkin pie and I dream about one day having pumpkin pie. Every time I go to New York, I tell Taya, Taya, please take me to a place where I can eat pumpkin pie, but I can never find it. This is the saddest thing I have ever said on this podcast. I know it. I think you just need to come visit me and I will take you to eat all the pies. Okay. Except that I'm not supposed to eat eggs or dairy, so... We can make you a pie. We'll make you a pie. Somehow. That's vegan. We'll make you a vegan pumpkin pie. Okay. All right. I'm coming. I'll see you soon. I'm just a little... People are trying to, like, pie shame me over me putting cheesecake in the pie category. But I'm not backing down, folks. Cheesecake belongs in the pie category. I don't even know what this tart business is about. I don't even... I I come from the South. Cheesecake is a pie. My whole childhood is on the pie table. That's where we kept cheesecake. Cakes were over there. Cheesecakes were with the pie. Okay, you can see it, but I am actually taking a step back from the microphone right now. Don't engage, Anna. Don't engage. I love that we created a debate on the galactic suburbia. <laughs> I love that this became such a debate. They pointed out that it was like the lemonade thing, and I agree with Tansy that This was definitely a geography problem because cheesecake has always been a pie. And other people in other parts of the U.S. were like, eh, cake, pie, it's up in the air. But here it's always been a pie. So it's definitely like a geography thing. Also, there's a lot, there's been a lot of talk about cheesecakes without crust. I'm very concerned, Anna, because I don't, who makes cheesecake without crust? And how does that even work? That does seem a little bit wrong. I don't want to shame people or pie shame people. Cheesecake 
shame people, but really it ought to have a crust. Because then again, you are left with the problem that it's only cheese. What's the point of that? I need to read some books about pie, I guess. I'm going to solve this mystery, Anna. I'm going to solve it. You do it. From Run Along Womble, they want to know, what three books would you take with you to a desert island? You'd think that this was a simple question, but no. No. Not for Anna. This question has always made me anxious because there is a conundrum here. Do I take books that I love that would give me comfort because I'm alone? Or do I take books that I never read before because now there is finally time to read them? But what if they suck? Who would I talk to if they made me angry? No one, because it's a desert island. And then I would have to just throw the book in the ocean and then what? What would I do? I think I'd take two books that I loved and one that I haven't read yet. I would take The King of Atolia by Megan Whelan Turner and House Moving Castle by Diana Wynne-Jones. And then I would take probably a new Terry Pratchett book. Maybe The Night Watch, because I hear it's awesome and I haven't read that yet. But I plan to read it soon, so maybe ask me again in a few weeks. I totally took this the different direction. Oh. Because what three books would you take with you to a desert island doesn't say you have to stay on the island forever. The question doesn't include that part. Mm. What if it was just a vacation? So you're going to a desert island for a vacation. You know it's not a vacation. You know it means that you're going to be there forever. I don't know that because it's not contained in the question. It's a desert island. So maybe I got stranded. But the question doesn't say, hey, you're never going to get rescued. So then what you're saying is that you want to give six books. One in case we get rescued and one in case you don't. No. I only pick three books. But I just thought that was an interesting point to make about this question. I think you can read it either way, and the type of person you are says a lot about the way you're going to read it. Apparently, you're worried about getting trapped on an island forever by yourself. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, Desert Island? That sounds like a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) But Anna doesn't know what the word vacation means, because even on vacation, she works. So so do I, so I can't really throw stones here. Anyway, I chose three books. The first is Montana Sky by Nora Roberts. It is one of her drama slash romance slash mystery books. It's huge. I don't know if you've ever read Montana Sky, Anna, but it's massive. No. Oh, it's so sad. It's so good. The second book I would take would be my big omnibus of Miss Marvel before the reboot. So the whole entire run of Miss Marvel before the terrible Secret Wars reboot happened. And then my third book, I was very, very torn over what to take. But then I decided that I would go ahead and pick up Kaleidoscope, which is a collection of short stories that came out from 12th Planet Press, which I have and had never read. So I could just take it and read one story at a time and it would last a while. That's an excellent choice. I really liked that. That's what I would take. Of course, since I'm going to be rescued because I like to believe in optimism, I would not have to reread them too many times. That's so you, Renee. That's beautiful. I think the lesson we've learned from this question is you've got to be really specific with your questions because I will find a loophole. (laughs) 
next question is from ECNEF on Twitter, or as I call them, Fence. Hey, Fence. What is your favorite Kate Elliott book and why? I picked Poison Blade because it's super political, has amazing characters, and it's YA, so it's a fast read too, which for me is very important right now. I really loved that one. I keep thinking about it. Are you going to pick Black Wolves? So my choice is Black Wolves by Kate Elliott. <laughs> oh, hear the surprise in my voice. I don't know what anybody expected. What did you people expect? What did you think I was going to say? My first Kate Elliott was Cold Magic, and I almost went with that one, but I still love Black Wolves the most, even though I think Cold Magic is more accessible to new readers. Although now, I would probably start people with Court of Fives and then have them go to Cold Magic. But yeah, Black Wolves. It's Black Wolves. Black Wolves for president. <laughs> I love Black Wolves because it's basically Kate Elliott punching epic fantasy in the face repeatedly. Like the tired tropes, the tired claims of women didn't exist in history. All women did was have was have babies and get fucked. That's the, and that was their role. And Black Wolves just totally deconstructs that idea. And she deconstructs this idea of sexual violence as something that only happens to women and she deconstructs how the patriarchy is an immovable object that was granted to men by divine right and and she shows how it is just a social institution she shows how memory and history can change the world in a very short time and i love all of these things about the novel it has a lot of reread value like, you could read it multiple times and pick up something new every single time. There's so many threads. It's so intricate. And I just love it so much. A lot of people went and bought Black Wolves because I recommended it. And then they saw the size of it but haven't read it yet. I'm sorry to everybody. That includes me. Yeah, 800 pages is a lot. I know. I'm sorry. But it's so good. Once it finally gets to some payoff, it's so good. Okay. I'll let it go. My question for you is very easy. What is the public figure you most admire? I don't understand how this is an easy question. This is really hard. It is not an easy question. I was, like, being sarcastic. Oh, well, I missed your sarcasm. I thought you were really going to ask me an easy question. Oh, no. I wouldn't know how to answer it. So, public figure. So, somebody who's a celebrity in some way? Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to have to be predictable because a lot of people are being like, Renee, just say it. It's fine. It's a white dude. It's fine. I follow Chris Evans pretty closely because, as you know, his video was the one that saved my behind when I was very ill. I follow him mostly because he has great therapists because he has tons of money to afford. Great therapists. So he's always like spouting therapy speak and optimism. And I'm just like, I want to get to where he is. And I think it's easier for me to admire men now because growing up I had no men to admire <laughs> at all. Zero percent. So now that I'm an adult, I can be really discerning about the men I listen to. That's really cool. I didn't know what you were gonna you were gonna answer. I mean probably the problem is that I have so many women that I admire that I don't know how to narrow it down to. But he speaks to you in a very deep level. And I think that's 
okay and you don't need to explain yourself well yeah but a lot of people would be like renee why is your person you admire most a white dude and i get really nervous about that i'm just like well because i grew up around a lot of white dudes who were terrible and i had nobody who was a man in my life to admire at all so no but listen the first thing you said was that he saved your life you don't need to say anything else because anxiety is such a integral part of my life dealing with it because I'm going to have it forever. Like I'm never going to get quote unquote better. You don't get quote unquote better. You work at it your whole life. And so since it's such an integral part of my life and I have to cope with it every single day. So I just feel like it's normal that the dude whose words saved my life uh, stays pretty important to me. And I get defensive about it because a lot of people are like, oh, it's a celebrity and he did what? But I'm just like, I don't even think it mattered. It was just happened to be him. He just happened to have the words I needed at the right time. And like, you can never predict who that's going to be. It's okay, Renee. Thank you for telling me it's okay. Thank you for answering my question. You went deep. And also, anybody out there, don't let people shame you over people you admire. Exactly. It doesn't matter who they are. I am a good example of why you should not care if people judge you for who you admire. Because if they do, you don't need them. Drop them. So as we record this, you are planning to leave from Brazil. And as people listen to this, you are probably already in Brazil, chilling with a fruity drink. Please have a fruity drink when you get there. Relax. Take a break. <laughs> Thank you. So I thought that I would do a speed round. <gasps> yes, where I ask you a bunch of questions to make up for the fact. Oh, my God. That we're not going to have a question Tuesday until you get back. So are you ready? Oh, shit. I'm never ready for those. Okay, shoot. What is your favorite vegetable? Avocado. No, it's a fruit. Ah! <laughs> Kale. Do you collect anything that's not books? Award nominations. If you were a crayon, what color would you be? Yellow. What is your favorite 90s song? Backstreet Boys. You gotta go with it. Which song? Keep playing games with my heart. My heart. What was the last gift you got? My birthday gift from Russell that's upcoming. It's a trip to Madrid. If you could have a pet, which would, what would pet would you have? Cat. Who would win a fight between Spider-Man and Batman? Spider-Man. If you had to be someone else for one day, who would you choose to be and why? I would be my partner because he has a really different way of looking at the world that's completely alien to me. And I would like to see how that feels. If your friends had to choose an animal for you to be, what do you think they would choose? A tiger. Is that correct, Renee? Would you choose me to be a tiger? You answer that question. Uh-huh. I'm going to take... I'm going to play the fifth because I'm an American. How many pairs of shoes do you own? Oh, shit. <laughs> About 50, I think. If you were a character from Lost, which one would you be? Oh, man. Desmond. Would you be willing to eat a bowl of crickets for $40,000? No. For $40,000? No. I'm never going to let this go. Oh, okay, that's all I have for you. That's going to tide everybody over until you get back. Well, thanks for putting me on the spot there. And you never answered the question of what animal do you think I would be? I can't answer this question. Oh my god, I am so terrified. What animal do you think I would be, Renee? You have to answer that question. A golden retriever. 
what? They have the craziest ass dogs. But they're pretty. A tiger is pretty too. Why am I a fucking dog? I hate Renee. This podcast is over. I cannot believe you think of me as a fucking golden retriever. Oh my god. I don't know. How do you see me? How is this even possible? This cannot be real life. How can a, such a good friend of mine see me as a fucking dog and as a golden retriever? Not even like a people or something like that. No, a fucking golden retriever. And that's the end. Thanks to Run Along Womble and Fence for sending in questions. And Anna, we'll miss your charming answers for the next month. Take care of our little podcast, Renee. I will. Our show's art is by Ira, who sometimes twitters at It's Just Ira. Our transcripts are made for us by Susan, who is a beautiful human who gives great life advice and makes excellent transcripts of our many, many, many paid arguments about desserts. She's a superhero. Our music this week is by Cheeky Beats and Boxcat Games. Links to all of these awesome folks will be in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com. What three books would you take to a desert island? Which animal do you think Renee is? Let's turn this table, baby. <laughs> Let us know via Twitter at Fangirl Podcast or email us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. And if you like our show, you can give our episode announcements a retweet or reblog or write your own recommendation on your social media of choice or anywhere else you like. We are also on Patreon. Remember to drink enough water. Practice good sleep hygiene and contact your reps. And those advices are also very good if you are on a desert island. Maybe not contacting your reps that much. Thanks for listening to our show, friends. I'll be back. Bye. so bad this is the worst god i was so confused <laughs> read black wolves what was i gonna ask you anna do you remember <laughs> no you said <laughs> do you want some time to think about it and ask me my question <laughs> no you, this is a trick it was a trick the entire time
this lightning round is just so no lightning. <laughs> you throw me off my game. You throw me off my game. Okay. 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 We're back. We're back. Okay. Oh my god, look at the face of this fucking golden retriever. He looks so happy. That's not me. He looks so stupid. No, it doesn't. They're super smart dogs. Golden retrievers are the ones that they train to be like therapy dogs and seeing eye dogs. Anna, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with myself? I'm so overworked. Join the club, I guess. Is there a club? Is there membership dues? What are the yeah. benefits like? No benefits whatsoever. It's death. <laughs> Sometimes after Anna hangs up her end on Skype, I just sit here and I stare and I miss her. <laughs> Goodbye, Anna.